powered by GoGoat Sports in partnership with TSN. It is season four, and this is episode 25 of the Rand Regs podcast, presented by our title sponsored Canadian Club Whiskey. Now, ordinarily, Ray, we're, we're, we're comfortable, right? We're in our own home offices, home studios. We've got a fancy app that we open up, we see each other beautifully. Um, little different circumstances. We record episode 25 Tuesday morning because Man, Vancouver gets slapped in the face again with a snowstorm. And here you are without what power and internet. So we're doing this. No, we have a cell phone. Yeah, we have a, we have a one room that is powered. That's it. The room I'm in and the kitchen basically. And, um, so we're, we're good that way. However, the airport's closed and, you know, like, the, the roads, I don't know who's going anywhere today. So I was, it's just after eight o'clock. I've been shoveling snow since 630. And my, uh, my oldest son, Matt was there. And so we were like, you know what? I think that what I like about shoveling snow, quiet. Yeah. It's just like, and it's such a menial task. I mean, push the snow from here to there and pitch it yeah. over the little hill that you've built before. So yeah, we, uh, that's where we're at. Now the, the real challenge here drags is right there. That's Reese. Reese. And uh, Reese is uh, without internet. It's going to be a no. tough snow day. <laughs> so I, think, <laughs> I, think they're, I think they're digging out the sleds and uh, we're going to go later today. Good. That's excellent. Have fun no matter what the circumstance. Love yep. the snow days back in the day. All right. We'll get to our headlines in just a moment. Um, the Rain Drake's Hockey Podcast, but First of all, our, our headlines presented by Boston Pizza are all about the idea, and many people have written about it, the athletic Ken Campbell, go down the list. You know, what TSN, we've talked about the renaming of the major trophies. So why don't we kind of sink our teeth into that in headlines? But before we get to that, uh, a hockey event that occurred last night uh, between the Islanders and the Colorado Avalanche, the Avs win that hockey game one nothing. so a tight, tight game. Keel McCarr has called for a tripping penalty on Matt Barzell of the New York Islanders. Uh, now, the official that called it didn't have a great angle as McCarr. No, no, called. the other way around. Barzell got called for the hook on um, Mar- sorry. McCarr. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. They screwed it up. The, the official that called the penalty didn't have a good angle on it. So, you know, he calls the penalty. And being the honest human being that he is, Keel McCarr goes to the official and said, no, that's not a penalty. Uh, I trip, you know, I toe picked or I caught an edge or whatever he did, which almost never happens based on the skill set of Kale McCarr. Automatically, I'm thinking, ah, tight game. You know, you're you're set to go on the power play and you just decline. I mean, we know he's a high character individual, but automatically I'm thinking, would I have done that? And I think I'd say, no, no, I would have taken the power play. I mean, stuff is missed or overcalled all the time. What do you think? Not a chance I would have done that. Yeah. Like, I, I can't even, I, I'm, I was trying to think when I saw the play, like how many times did I get a high stick that really wasn't a high stick? You know, yeah. maybe, you know, in the battle that maybe it was your own guy's stick that hit you. Like this was long yeah. before video review. I wasn't saying anything. We had a power no. play. And so... I don't, I didn't even really know what to think about that. I'm like, kind of not his job. That would be like, 
you know, like a pass interference play and the receiver saying, no, 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 that wasn't pass interference or a strike three in a baseball game and the hitter go, or the pitcher saying, no, that was actually outside. Like, yeah, it's such yeah. a random thing. I don't even really know what to think about it. I'll give him credit though. I mean, and, and, you know, if you're Jared Bednar or any of his teammates, even Barzell, of course, post game acknowledged that, that that's rare, certainly unusual. What are they going to, you know, it's not like Bednar's going to throw him under the bus and say, I don't know what no. he was thinking there. It's not going to happen. No, no but I can't it. imagine. I can't imagine. I mean, it happening very often. Like, no, no honestly, I don't think I've ever seen that. No, I, I really don't. We've seen guys pulled out of the penalty box right sure. after. Yeah. I, I mean, that's happened mm, probably a dozen or more times. I don't know, but we're, we're used to seeing that, but this was out there. Hi, it's Ray Ferraro. You've probably heard me talking about my friends at North Beach Agency and Craft Growth. They provide customized marketing solutions tailored to help grow businesses of all sizes. From results-driven marketing across TV, radio, and podcasts to websites, digital, social, out-of-home, and everything in between, they have the proven expertise to get the measurable results you need to get your business growing. You can visit craftgrowth.net and book your free business growth consultation now. That's craftgrowth.net. All right, let's dive into headlines again presented by... Boston Pizza. And as we teed up off the top of the podcast, we want to go through the major awards. I understand the history, so do you, of course, deeply, of each award and why they were named. Um, and every time we in the media have asked Commissioner Bettman, you know, the head of hockey operations, Colin Campbell, the league in general, about the notion of changing the names uh, to become more current, you get pushback. Now, now we we honor and admire the the tradition of the, the game and 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 those who helped forge the league back in the twenties, et cetera. So I don't know. I, I I don't buy that argument. I understand it to a point. I just feel like it's archaic when you look at some of the megastars that the NHL has produced over time. So your thoughts on the heart. So now the heart trophy for most valuable is named after a former Montreal Canadiens GM and head coach. Cecil Hart back in 1923. I mean, who would be the obvious rename? Gretzky? Well, I mean, to me, there's two players. It's Gretzky or Howell. And if we're going to have, like, I'm not so stuck up on who the names have to be, but that they have to be different or they, or I'd like them to be different. They don't have to be anything. But if yeah. you ask, 99.5% of the winners of the Hart Trophy over the last 25 years. Yeah. Who's coming up with Cecil Hart's name? Yeah. Nobody. So this is my plan for all of these is you take the original trophy. You put it in the Hall of Fame. You have a new trophy with the renamed, the renamed trophy, I guess. And that's the one that's presented. And when it's not being presented at the awards, it's in the Hall of Fame next to the Hart Trophy. So right. yes, Wayne Gretzky for me, for sure. That, okay. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, well, but I, I, then the next again, one should be easy I, though, right? Which is? R. Ross. So, okay. So here's, here's the issue is that if you, that's why I say, I don't care which the name is. If you flipped Gretzky yeah. and Howe on those two trophies. Same, I, right? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like Wayne Gretzky's acknowledged as the greatest player of all time. So 
I, I, I mean, I'm sure there's people that will argue one way or the other somewhere else, but for most people, I think that's the answer. So that should be the heart. And then, you know, that, that, that gets you to the Art Ross, who again, it says Art Ross, but mm -hmm. who knows if today's game, who Art Ross is. Here's the thing. Yeah. You're not, not, you're not discarding history drags. You're, no, I agree. you're building upon the history with the next group of historic players. hundred percent agree. Yeah. And, and look again, just to revisit the pushback from the national hockey league, it's a bad idea until the NHL decides that it's time for change. And then all of a sudden it's a good right. idea, right? To recognize some of these former great stars. Rocker Richard for me, um, it's, it's too soon. I would leave Rocker Richard as the Rocker Richard, but right for sure. I, I'm open for that. I'm open for that. You agree? Yes, I do. Uh, okay. absolutely. I do. I, I don't right. think there's any need to change that award right now. The Norris trophy, again, I think we'll agree. It's a flat out no brainer. I mean, when I think of, you know, how the Norris trophy is presented annually, it's not the best defensive defenseman. It's normally the most offensive defenseman, which, you know, oftentimes they end up being both, you know, best defenseman right. because they, they generate offense. But when I think of that, I think of Bobby Orr and how he changed the position forever when he was a star in the National Act. Again, and he also won the Norris Trophy eight times. So is that uh, basically a slam dunk for you? Uh, it, it is for... Uh, I, I can't think of a player that changed their position more. May, maybe the only one similar uh, is Patrick Waugh. Because mm. before Patrick yeah. Waugh showed up, nobody was in that butterfly. And right. when he showed right. up, I remember thinking, well, there's so much room over his shoulders. We'll just shoot it over his shoulders. <laughs> well, that was in, what, 1985. So yeah, it really wasn't the case. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, the, the or for sure for me. Um, that's, that's an easy one. Okay. Patrick, why you mentioned, uh, so now let's go to the Vesna trophy. Um, and again, I, you look, I, I mean, yeah. I, I appreciate your read on this more than mine. Mine has, is just, uh, an assessment of some of the reporting that's been done and, and talking about the renaming of this and, uh, more than a few look at Dominic Kashik and, and the six Vesnas that, that he won recognizing George Vesna back in the day, but who would, would, would meet the criteria for re your renaming the Vesna? Well, there's, there's three, really. It's, you know, it's kind of the Trinity of them and it's uh, Hashikwa and Brodeur. But the, the, this honestly, of all the ones to, to think about of uh, a name, you know, you said the defenseman slam dunk Bobby Orr, and this is not a slam dunk for me, but no, it's, no. it's, it's Hashikwa. And uh, I do think uh, I would select Hashik. And the mm -hmm. reason, one of the reasons being is if we're acknowledging the growth in the history of the game, a European netminder that came from the Czech Republic and played a, oh, played yeah. a, a portion, a large portion of, of his generational time in a style and a success that other people just didn't have. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I think for th those reasons, I, I would, yeah. I would call it the Hashik. Okay. I mean, trailblazer for sure. There's no question about that. The, the, the next one we're going to jump to is the Selkie. Now I, this one is challenging for me and it, it's, it's for the most defensive forward. 
I mean, again, automatically, I think of Patrice Bergeron. So maybe you wait until Patrice, you know, he's, he's on a one-year deal because he's trying to win another Stanley Cup with the Boston Bruins. And then it, it, it feels like retirement is likely. So is it fitting to then jump in that direction so soon after a player retires? I don't know. I, I'm open to debate on that, even though he, again, feels, seems like a no-brainer. Okay. Bob Ganey, how many did Ganey win? Four? I think you know, three or four for sure. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? This is a tough one uh, um, because I, I mean, he, Patrice Bergeron is clearly an active player, and yeah. yet if <laughs> if you want somebody uh, on the name of your trophy, like Patrice Bergeron, check just about every everybody. Pretty much, pretty much. And if if you're if you're updating the war the awards. Uh, and you say, no, it's too soon and it's going to be Bob Ganey. And then we're going to skip in 10 years to Patrice Bergeron. I don't know how that does anybody any good either. Although right. it's impossible for me, you know, it, at my age to think about Bob Ganey and not think of him as being the best defensive forward because he is. But yeah, because this, if you make this step, this is an evolving process. It's not like in... X number of years, is there good, should there be a trophy with Connor McDavid's name on it? Probably. If right. we're doing this exercise now. So yeah. I think to do it for a short time, to rename it later on, this one is a, is a debatable one for me only because uh, Bergeron is, uh, uh, is still active. Here's the other thing, right? <laughs> one thing that I want in conjunction with this is when you get to the award ceremony, I want those players to present the trophies. That would be cool. Yeah. I think, you know, with, with his namesake trophy, here is Wayne Gretzky. Here is Dominic Hasek. Here. Yeah. I, I just think it would be, it, it would be an amazing spectacle. Okay. Um, the Calder for the rookie of the year. Again, who scored, I, you know, a, who scored the most goals as a rookie? Yeah. I mean, was it Mario with, was it 40 Mario or, 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 or no. Timo? Timo, I think. Yeah. 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 I mean, if it's for the rookie of the year, it's only for the first year. It doesn't matter. The guy could have right. scored 92 goals and then never again. Yeah. But it's for the rookie of the year. Um, mm -hmm. And so my, my, my first jump is to Solani. Interesting. Well, and you're not wrong, right? I mean, again, when you're basing it purely on criteria, it's only going to happen once. So <laughs> right. he, doesn't have to, he, he doesn't have to have a track record. He's just got to do it once. Yeah. I mean... Uh, Memory serves, I think it was like 84, 85 when Mario broke in and was at 100 points. I think he had 43 goals and 57 assists. Yeah, ridiculous. I mean, he scored, okay, but offense. he scored his first shift too. Yeah, yeah. You know, third, you know so any, anyways, but I, I have Mario somewhere else on my list, but uh, okay. So for, for me, um, uh, it is, uh, I, I would pick Solani, but I probably want to go through a few more names just to make sure. Okay, well, you're, you're, you're setting us up here. So where do you have Mario on another uh, list? Con, Con Smythe. Oh, of course. Yeah. You know, yeah. Have, uh, and to me, that, that's probably the first trophy that should be renamed. And yeah. um, uh, should be. But, you know, so I'm Mar Mario would be, would be my choice there. On the list of trophies that doesn't get mentioned is the Lady Bing, which to me yeah. is... It, okay, I'm going to be honest. Steven. <laughs> yeah. 
Who knows? Like, like, I've covered the National Hockey League since the early 90s, right? Uh, And more than my share of NHL award shows and whatnot. And I'm thinking of Lady Bing because you and I are, we knew that we were going to talk about the trophies. And you said, don't forget the Lady Bing. And I'm like, okay, well, I, I, I know what the Lady Bing is. But then I'm like, I have no idea who Lady Bing is. Like, I know what the trophy is awarded for, but I don't know. <laughs> I quickly Google the wife of Lord Bing of Vimy in 19. 19- well, of course, clear- clearly the answer was Mr. Bing's wife. Like, come on. Aside so for me, that's, that's, uh, that's Jean Bellable. Uh, is it? That's interesting because yeah. there was a stretch where he had some penalty time, right? But just think of what is. What is the enduring legacy of Jean yeah. Bellamy? Yeah. It's class. Gentlemen. And, yeah. And so, like, to me, that is Jean Bellamy. Yes. You're, you're allowed to be the Lady Bing winner if you have 20 penalty minutes. It never seems yeah. to work that way. But if, <laughs> I don't know. Like, but I, Jean Bellamy to me is one of the all time greats of this sport and represented himself, his team and the league in just remarkable fashion. Yeah. I, I had Mike Bossy so lightly ahead. For the Gee, that's, that's pretty amazing too. I mean, yeah. For everything that he went through when they were, remember he, when he came in, they were going to test him. He wasn't tough enough. And that was right. a little bit different <laughs> era. And, and he just said, you know what? That's amazing. Right. You bring that up. Cause it brings back that story where he said, I'm just not going to fight anymore. I'm just not. Yeah. Yeah, and it might sound trivial today, but when he said it, oh boy, yeah. that was yeah. something. And then he had well, to do it. Yeah. Either or, I mean, again, what we've established here, and I said, who who have I missed? Oh, the Jack Adams, right? Oh, it's Johnny Bowman. Uh, I mean, that one. I don't think that there should be even a hesitation. Yeah, I saw Scotty recently. What what was it at? Was it in Tampa? Was that? Yeah, you know, he was. He was part of some pregame ceremony man you know for a 90 plus year old man he gets around and is as lucid i've 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 heard him in recent interviews sharp sharp as they come well well, here's it if if you've got a if you've got a few minutes and you're at a game just walk over and ask him what he thinks of the line matchups it is (laughs) unbelievable he is amazing yeah it's really but to me uh, yeah that's a no, that that's a chunk well, mark. Again, bottom line here is look, I the NHL is going to make these changes. They will. There's 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 no doubt that they will. When? I mean, that's a bigger question. Um, but what we've established here in 15 minutes or less is it's not that difficult. And I don't think that there are going to be people lining up offended to whatever degree because the National Hockey League wants to recognize God rest his soul. Mike Bossy or the greatest player goal scorer of all time in, in Wayne Gretzky. Like it just feels so ridiculous that there isn't more of an openness to do this. Okay. Here's one question for you, Drake, as you said, what if it takes them a couple of years to get around to this? Right. Mm -hmm. And in that couple of years, Ovi's at 900 goals. (laughs) Then, then don't you kind of have to change the rocket trophy? You might. And I'd be fine with that too. I'd be That's fine. I'd just say it. I, just as you said it, I was like, yeah. What if he's got 900 goals? I think you probably got a call on him. 
Louis in a bit of a he's in a bit of a dry spell right now. I mean, small oh, one. Little, little do you think he'll ever get out of it? One. Yeah, I think, I think he'll ever get out. Yeah, he'll probably be okay. Um, by the way, we uh, pre-recorded Chris Abbott in Batano.ca because, as we acknowledged off the top of the podcast, I mean, there's 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 stuff going on in BC, and yeah. we weren't sure that you and I were going to be able to connect to do the podcast. So we had a little bit of fun at your expense off the top of the pre-recorded with, with Chris Abbott. So you wouldn't be surprised by. Anyway, those are, what's that? I was going to say, did we acknowledge uh, last week's victor or no? Yeah, we did. Kind of glossed over it. He had a lot going on. We talked a little bit about it. So those are your headlines. Once again, thank you to our good friends at Boston Pizza. All right, here's a well-rested-looking Chris Abbott joining us from Batano.ca, now available in Ontario. Batano, the game starts now. Normally, it's the three of us, and we're chirping each other. Ray Ferraro, Chris Abbott, Darren Dreger here in episode 25. We've already talked to Ray, or at least I have, Abs, but, you know, the storm whipping through Vancouver. You and I are settled nicely. You're in Toronto, right? Yeah, I am, yeah. Yeah, well, we're bracing for the next storm, which is apparently coming on the weekend, which is perfect in time for Christmas, but man, they got kicked in the shins again in Vancouver to the point that the power was out in the Ferrero neighborhood, hence the internet is out. So here, just for episode 25, I don't want anybody to panic. The three of us will reconvene and reunite for at least episode 26, but where do you want to start? I guess we'll start with the World Cup Championship because I got to tell you, I, I like I'm not a soccer fan per se. I'm a fan of the spectacle and the event of the World Cup. How can you not be? I was enthralled in the World Cup final. I truly was Argentina and France. And even though it started slow and seemed to be a little ho hum, here goes Argentina. Uh, it ended up being a ridiculously entertaining football game. Other than for me, as somebody, again, who doesn't know a lot about soccer, when you're losing a world championship in penalty kicks like that, I, 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 it's, it's the reason I hate shootouts in hockey, right? Because it puts so much stress on the goaltender. Anyway, that aside, that's my rant on this. Uh, you had a couple or three or four or ten different side bets going on with that final game. I did. I mean, I... I've- Instantly, I thought about 1998 and Nagano, right? Like, I agree with you. Uh, yeah. It's a little different with soccer. I guess they could potentially play all day. But as that went on in the extra time and you could see guys getting tired, more chances were happening. I really believe, especially at that level, hockey included, uh, play till you get a winner. I mean, mm-hmm. somebody's going to mess up eventually. Uh, I just really hate And it seems to happen in soccer more than anything in, the, in these yeah. events, right? So with that aside, right, uh, if we if we go back to the 120 minutes preceding it, it was wild. <laughs> um, so me, uh, I took the slight underdog, France, to win. Um, I was trying to buck the trend that everyone was betting on Messi and, and all of this. So I took them to lift the trophy, which uh, that betting market just, it's like the two-way money line, whoever wins at the end of the day. Right. But at the same time, I took the draw on the 90-minute line which uh, looked dead in the water. It looked completely dead in the water. Two quick arches. Completely dead, yeah. And uh, I'm not, I'm, you know, to, to spare the details, I took a little bathroom break and I came back and it was two to 
And I was like, this is amazing. I can't believe it. So we ended up getting the draw. But, you know, if you played at Botano, the, the promotion there is any team that goes up by two goals, we pay it out in soccer. Wow. So if you go up by two, so if you bet Argentina, you got paid, you bet the draw, you got paid. And all of a sudden, our trading room is is like, oh no! We're, <laughs> if if France comes out and wins us on the other side, we're really getting cooked. And uh, but yeah, I had the over. Uh, no, I had both teams to score. Was the other bet I had. So when I I took the uh, I called it the immaculate deuce when I went to the washroom and all my bets. <laughs> <laughs> That's outstanding. I mean, there's so many different ways. I mean, aside from your own personal experience. Not to put you on the spot, but w- w- would that be as wild a betting sequence as you've heard? Or was there something that you've heard that's even more outlandish? I mean, it seems there's always something new to talk about when it comes to betting. Our Buffalo yeah. Bills, we'll get to in a little bit as well. Of yeah. course, the Vikings game. But it was wild, man. And and I don't even think you needed to have money on that game to enjoy the the swings and the back and forth and the excitement. Um, no. But of course, you know that I, you know that I did, and yes. yeah, that was that was an all timer, you know, for the betting community uh, and the echo chamber that I'm in uh, on some <laughs> social media. Up there, yeah. Well, absolutely. that's why I said I didn't want to put you on the spot because it's hard to top that one. But um, since you teased it a little bit, uh, I mean, outrageous the Vikings comeback based on on where that game was. And I don't know about you, and and look, I, I didn't get to watch all of the Miami-Buffalo game. There was a lot going on, other stuff. But, you know, it, it, I never feel comfortable betting against Josh Allen for whatever reason. And Tua, as you talked about on Thursday, he's a hard bet to make, even though Miami, you know, was the favorite going in, right? Yeah. So yeah, no, um up and down, man. <laughs> Miami Miami uh, was a dog. We, I, I think I bet – yeah, what was it by Buffalo minus seven and a half? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was uh, it was one of these things where it looked pretty good for a little bit, and then they came back in the snow and all. I mean, the NFL is wild. It's only going to get more wild over the next yeah. few weeks. The my the the Vikings thing, man. Like I, the last few years betting the Minnesota Vikings, I thought it was a Mike Zimmer thing, but they moved that coach out. Every game with them. Somehow they make it a one-score game at the end, and and this one especially, I, I, you know, I don't know how, but uh, there were some wild swings. I heard of some, you know, big parlays that had a Vikings win on them that were dead in the water. It yeah. literally took the biggest comeback in NFL history. So you talk about betting that, that was that was good for the Vikings. Back. <laughs> All right, buddy, we'll let you go with that. I know we want to talk about the World Juniors because Botano.ca does have some action there that's available, but. We're recording episode 25 here on Tuesday, so we'll we'll chew on that one uh, going into the weekend. How's that on Thursday? Sounds good. Canada's a, a favorite in their group and yeah. to win the tournament, so we'll see what happens. All right, man. Have a good week. Okay. Cheers, Jax. All right. Time for Ask Rain Riggs Anything. If you haven't submitted a question, we have multiple ways you can do that. You can get to us on Twitter, on Instagram, at Rain Riggs, or on the website, rainriggs.com. And as we've been doing, for the last number of episodes, uh, we're going to pick one of the submissions each week and deliver some Rain Dregs merchandise. So you're talking about hats, you're talking about T-shirts, some real quality stuff available. So uh, look forward to that. And some of it includes the Nike golf shirts, thanks to uh, Canadian Club Whiskey for helping us with that. Let's start on Instagram, Ray, from Jeremy. Uh, out of the travel nightmare stories for Ray, which is the most memorable? Now, Jeremy says his personal favorites. Actually, Ray, 
kind of mirror mine. And that's you smashing nose first into the glass door. Um, mm-hmm. And then as you so detailed describe getting locked out of the hotel room naked, that that's, I mean, those yeah, are, yeah. have to be top two. And, and Jeremy is suggesting maybe this becomes a weekly segment for us, but is there another one or what is your most significant travel nightmare? Hard to top getting stuck outside the hotel room naked. Yeah, that's, that's I mean, that, that leads, that leads to the pack. So this is not a travel nightmare. <laughs> this was a prank that was played on me my last year with the thrashers. Okay. So we go for lunch post-practice. We're in Long Island. So we're on the island. We got a you know, half a day free time. So we go for lunch. Myself, Jeff Rogers, Sean Donovan, and Chris Tamer. Mm-hmm. So we have lunch, whatever, and lunch kind of spills into dinner. And so I get back to my hotel room. At some point, we all kind of go our separate ways. I get back to my hotel room. I walk into my hotel room. And it is 500 degrees. (laughs) And so I'm like, whoa, like it was just like, it was so noticeable how hot it was. So I'm kind of flustered. I look everything in the room. So I want you to picture a hotel room, right? Everything in the room, everything is piled on my bed. Just (laughs) think of what's in a hotel room. The dresser, (laughs) the side tables, the lamps, the TV. It's all stacked up and right at the top, the shower curtain is over top of of all the furniture. So I go in the bathroom. There's not a bar of soap, a lotion, nothing in there. So I'm like, so I know it's these idiots. They've gone to the desk and somehow got my key. And so I'm like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, I wonder what else they did. So I push the toilet. I go to flush the toilet. And you know, the little tube of the toilet. It goes into yeah, the yeah. big tube. They've got yeah. it propped forward. So if I was sitting on the toilet, that thing would have hit me right in the back. <laughs> so I, it was so spectacular, brilliant. So then That's I had to fantastic. go recruit a couple. I had to recruit a couple of guys that helped me get all this crap off my bed so I could sleep. Like huh. it was, it was amazing. There wasn't another thing in the room that wasn't on my bed. Mm-hmm. But that, that, I think, is one of my favorite travels. That's fantastic. Okay, well, you mentioned Jeff Rogers, and I sent this to you earlier via text, yeah. but I'm doing the Monday Nooner podcast out of Saskatchewan later this week. Um, I mean, just some guys that love to talk hockey and have some fun. So we're connecting on the time, and uh, I get a note back, and the guy says, hey, little side note from Sasky, 53-year-old Jeff Rogers suited up for his hometown of Rokenville in a senior hockey game. <laughs> He was the only had nine skaters, so his son must have convinced him to play. I don't know if it's Jonathan or Dakota, but anyway, one of them convinced him to play. He had a goal and three apples in an 11-2 win over Ituna. Man, the the only thing I want to know about that, which is amazing for Raj, but tell me he was running the power play off the half wall. (laughs) As soon as you send me that note, that thing was on my phone for 10 seconds before I forwarded it to Andrew Brunette. And oh, he man. was like, Atta boy, Audrey. We, Audrey, I think, would be in the top 10 favorite teammates of almost anybody that played with him. Just wow. an amazing, amazing, funny, yeah. funny guy. And oh my gosh, was he tough. 
We got to get him back on the pod because you remember that was in the early stages of Andreg. Yeah. And it was like he was on the moon, like his mom came over to set up the Zoom or whatever. It was like he was cutting in and out. Well, here's the thing. This is the connection. Drake, yeah. this is the connection. He, yeah, he's hot. He's hot. The roster freeze is coming off after the holidays. Maybe, maybe it seems got room. Oh, that is. So, hey, by the way, this isn't breaking news. And I'll get to the next question because we're eating up time here. Would you be surprised if I told you that there have been several people, uh, rich people, by the way, who have expressed interest in expansion to Atlanta again? Does that surprise you even a little bit? Stunned. Yeah. It, it, yes. Stunned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like, honestly, it, it's failed twice. How many times? I know. I, know. I, well, I, I can't imagine the NHL is in a hurry to go back, but I was just poking around a story earlier or, or late last week over the weekend. I don't remember. Anyway, that's what I come in. Okay. We're, I, I'm not trying to make something out of nothing here, but since we're talking about uh, the connections beyond stunt. Yeah. stunt. Okay. Um, how about this one from Matthew Scott on Twitter? Hey, Rand Regs, uh, listeners, since the first episode, Ray, during your career, which of your contracts was the hardest one to get done? Um, okay, so <laughs> I scored 40 goals in Hartford. Yep. I was making 125000 So they come up with a rule somewhere along the line that they can never double a salary. It's a made-up rule. There's no rule. They just, right? They just, like, made it up. They would, that wouldn't have been a rule. And so at the end of the day, I'm trying to get to 200,000. I've just scored 40 goals and they're offering 190. Come on. I quit mean, without a contract over 10 grand. And oh, I dug my heels in and I got that 10 grand drinks. <laughs> Good for but you. That was, the, that was the hardest one for sure. But they just uh, said, yeah, we can't double contracts. And Steve Bartlett was my agent. And he's like, well, why not? And they're like, well, we have a rule on that. And Steve tells me, he goes, no, that's a, that's not a rule. That's a made up thing. But that's as far as we could get with it. There's a legendary Darren Detition story at TSN back in the early days of a hard negotiation with, I think Keith Belly was the boss at the time. A similar scenario, real close to getting the contract done. Uh, anyway, there were, there was a suggestion of body parts being involved in making the final decision. <laughs> it's such a typical Dutchy story. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what. Anyway. All right. You know what? We're going to have to wrap there. So I got another. This is an executive decision. I hope you support. Uh, two really good questions, which we had some fun with, right? So Jeremy on Instagram and Matthew Scott on Twitter. I say we send them each a Rain Drake shirt. How's that? I'd like that. Those were, they were good questions today. I love that. Yeah. In the holiday spirit, right? We're feeling very yep. giving this week. So let's do that. There's, there's Christmas drags out there. We don't get this. This is your normal you backyard. Don't. Not ours. I know. Yeah. Uh, well, like you said earlier, it's a snow day, um, for the boys. So get those sleds out and yep. get rolling. You bet. Anything else planned uh, for the rest of the week? Oh, it doesn't matter what I've got planned until the, until this gets pushed around. There's not going to yeah. be too much rolling around. How about next week? How, how excited are you looking forward to next week? Because we've got Pat Flatley and Glenn Healy joining us on the podcast. I know what I'm doing, by the way. I'm just going to introduce, I'm going to drop the product acknowledgement of Canadian Club 
and I'm going to get out of the way, and you three dumb dumbs just tell us about how things I, were gonna, with the Islanders back in the day. Okay, so I'm going to give you what if if you don't if you want a picture of what Healy and Flatley are like together, yeah, just YouTube up a little Muppet show the old guy sitting in that thing there. Waldorf the, and uh, what, what was his name? The other guy. Oh, I don't know. Geez. The two old guys that, that you know, yeah. they always. That is 100% those donkeys. And it was that <laughs> in 1995. <laughs> and it's that now. That's outstanding. All right. Well, we'll do that. We've got uh, another podcast ready to drop. I guess what would it be? Episode 26. Is that where we're at? Yep. On that's the one. Thursday. Yep, yep. And then uh, we're going to have two podcast for next week being the, the Christmas week, but who's kidding who they're going to be pre-recorded and yeah. you and I are going to be the way it is. eating turkey and drinking CC, yeah. the 45 year old Statler oh, coming out there. Rob Gray just came through oh, Statler and Wolworth. Yep. See, that's why I was kind of, I was stumbling and mumbling a little bit, just trying to give Rob Gray a little bit more time to execute that. Well, well done. All right, buddy. Well done. Have Merry a good Christmas. day. Well, our, have a good holiday week shopping, and uh, we'll talk yeah. to you soon. All right. Time to acknowledge our partners to make the podcast possible each week. Our title sponsor, great friends at Canadian Club who ask, are you over beer? Buy Boston Pizza, get it delivered, pick it up. Just let Boston Pizza do the cooking for you and your family tonight. And by Botano.ca, available now in Ontario, the game starts now. And by Doer, use code RND15, and you will save 15% off everything at Doer. That is episode 25 of the Rain Greg's Hockey Podcast. Stay safe, everybody, and check back on Thursday.